Finch, your head pops out of the sand. You look around and you see the sand sail is on its left side. The sand dunglers have vanished and some of your new companions are scattered about the area. Some of them head in the sand, others just kind of passed out, but it appears that you have made it out of this attack by the sand dunglers safely. All right. So I'm going to try and dig myself out and brush myself off, stand up. I'll probably, I guess, worry about my new companions and uh, look around. All right. Is everybody okay? Uh, Everybody give me a constitution save. 17. 11. 7. Brit. Churdnar, you wake up. You see me, actually, I'm already awake. You see me just standing with my arms crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of mean mugging everybody. Oh, Churdnar, you seem fine. (laughs) Churdnar. (laughs) You're right, baby. And I'll go help uh, Habibi out of this thing. (laughs) You go and you pull Habibi out. Do I wake up? Yeah, you wake up. Ah, And I'm going to start patting my head furiously. My, my, My hat! I need my hat! They might have a really hard time seeing me because my coat is the same color as sand and it's dark and I'm wearing a cloak that is the same color as sand. Well, you were next in the constitution save, so uh, you actually hear Habibi screaming and then Chardonnay being Chardonnay when you pop your head out of the sand. Can I get up slowly and just kind of like flank everyone and then just like pop out in the middle <laughs> and just scare the <laughs> shit out of them? Uh, okay, give me a stealth check. And then Habibi and Chardonnay and Finch give me perception checks. 12. 11. 18. 14. Finch and Chernar, you see Shadow starting to sidestep around everybody in like a weirdly stealthy fashion. What you doing? Oh, oh, hey guys. Y'all okay? <laughs> Trying to play it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. Has, has anyone seen the captain? Ca- captain! You see just a rinky-dink little PVAC sitting on the toe of the captain's foot. His entire other, rest of his body's underneath the sand. The mm. boss! I'm going to go try to help him out. <laughs> I got you, captain. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Habibi and Chardar, you go over and pull him out of the sand. My ship! My ship! The sand sailor! What happened to it? It tipped over. No! As soon as I'm set down, I'm going to rush over to whatever remains of the sand sailor. It's still mostly intact. There's like some scrap pieces that have kind of fallen off, but the mast is still on it. The fan is still on it. The fan has gone back to its normal size, but the ship itself is kind of bent still from whenever you enlarge the fan and bent the ship. Oh, it's, it's okay. I can, I can do something with this. I can fix this. We can, we can fix this. Right, guys? We can fix this. We can fix this. We can fix it. (laughs) And I'll go start trying to tip it back over. All right, give me a strength check. Eight. So you go over to the mast, to the very tip of the mast, and you start lifting up. And you're able to lift the mast up, but, like, you didn't wisely get to the point where you need to give it leverage. So you're just lifting it up, like, in a push-up kind of fashion. Someone help me. I'll come behind Sherdnar and just kind of, like, press against him, pressing up against <laughs> the mask. I'll scurry over to help, too. All right, so uh, give me another strength check, Sherdnar, with advantage. Sherdnar is not strong. <laughs> I thought you were really yeah, strong. Yeah, you were super buff, dude. <laughs> 17. So this time you uh, push up the mask and you kind of move down a foot and Finch is holding it in place. And then Shadow comes in behind and you all each kind of domino effect get to the point where it's tilting about diagonally and you let the weight of the sand sail just kind of fall into place. Give me a um, an intelligence check, Twizzlewix. 16. All right. You've uh, constructed this well to where whenever it falls into place, it doesn't break anymore. Oh, okay. It's it's mostly intact. I think I think we're going to be okay, guys. And I'll go over to the engine and try to start it up. Okay. Uh, give me a tinkering check, which will be based on your intelligence. 23. All right. Yeah. So you go over to the fan and you go and pull at the uh, one-stroke engine that it is and pull the cord. And it does, like, spit out some sand a couple times, but you go at it a couple more times. Notice a couple, like, screws and bolts that are loose, so you tighten them up real quick. And eventually, it takes about five or ten minutes, you do get the fan moving again. My, my dope! I've done it! I've got it working, guys! Look at him up there. He's so smart. So smart. It's quite the ship. Why, thank you, sir. Now, now everyone, hop aboard. Don't want those sand dunglers to get you. Where's your hat? I look at Habibi and say, Oh! Oh! Ah! Crap! 
and I'm going to start feeling around in the sand. Uh, give me an investigation check. Ooh, crit. All right. Yeah, so you go over to the sand, and it takes a little bit of digging, but eventually you find the brim and yank it out of the sand, and sand flies up into the air. And I'm just going to, like, like not throw it, but, like, with my hand just... Like you're flip packing it a, little bit. a yeah. pack of dip. Yeah. <laughs> and then just <laughs> place it upon my head like Michael Jackson. Yeah. That's the stuff. You all climb aboard? Yeah, Shadow will very acrobatically climb into the crow's nest. All right. You've done it many times, so everybody watches Shadow take the normal steps for some of you who've seen it before. But for you, Finch, you see Shadow acrobatically just take to some ropes and pull herself real quickly up to the top of the crow's nest in a very quick fashion. I'll notice that and then just try and be a little bit more acrobatic about my own getting on there. <laughs> now, not to the point where I'm trying to do what she's doing, but maybe I try and do like the, you know, you kind of like when you jump on stage, you just use your hands and throw your legs all the way up all right. instead of like crawling up it. So I'll try and do something like that. I'll give you an acrobatic check. <laughs> you know what? Give me a performance check. Oh, man. <laughs> 22. All right, yeah, everybody sees Finch jump onto the sand sail with a very graceful fashion. Shadows watching from above. (laughs) And then you get the sand sail moving. The desert is chilly at this hour. The moon shines down from a clear starry sky. The sand sail speeds around these large sand dunes. The wind blows through your hair, Finch, and you feel a calm, a peace you haven't felt for a while now. You start to think more about how you got here, how you feel like you're just along for the ride. No imminent doom, no danger to Asus, just a simple adventure with your rescuers. Shadow goes down to the main deck. So, where did you learn moves like that? (laughs) (laughs) Are you Napoleon Dynamite now? Well, throughout my adventures in Asus, I, I had to uh, know how to move around. I don't know. I just noticed you guys all seem pretty uh, like you got your stuff together. I just want to show that I, I can I can keep up. I'm impressed thus far. Throw a leg up on the side of the ship and stretch my hammies. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at the riddle. <laughs> I'll bounce back into the crow's nest. This is when something new finally comes into view. You were potentially off by just a few hundred yards in the direction you were moving, but thankfully, you spotted it. A large square gray stone archway peeks out of the side of a sand dune, 90% of it covered by the sand, just a small entrance in this potentially giant-sized doorway. Twizzlewix aims the sand sail in the direction, Don't archway ho! And the sail softly parks near the bottom of this sand dune. You all look up the dune to the entrance. Just the top left corner of the stone archway is uncovered, and it looks like you will have to go prone to crawl through. But further investigation may be needed. So is this the place? I'll look at a finch. I I think based on the riddle, this has got to be it, right? I mean, I'll just kind of look up and maybe I'll check it out. Then I'll hop off. I'll go too. Can I see anything from my vantage point in the crow's nest? Not anything that I haven't said already. Okay, I'll dive down into the sand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just straight into the sand. So Vince, you uh, get off the railing of the ship and then Shadow head dives into the sand and then comes out still like a like it was just water. That I've never seen before. <laughs> I dust off my shoulder. I'll look at BB and I'll say, all right, BB, let's go check it out. We're just going to leave the ship here? How are we going to fit the ship in there? Well, well, we're not going to be able to fit the ship in there, but uh, I'll, uh, you know what? We can't leave it unguarded. Hey, Petey. And I'll turn uh, to my PVAC. Hey, watch, watch the ship for us. Watch the ship for us. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, problem solved. Petey doesn't leave your shoulder. Well, P- Petey, get, off my, get, get on the ship. I'll just take him off of my shoulder and put him <laughs> on the ship. He sits there calmly and just his head kind of, you know what? His head does a little 360 turn as if it was surveilling the area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> so smart. Always knows the answers. And I'll jump off the ship. Leading the way, we'll say Finch uh, with Shadow right behind and then Cherinar behind Shadow, y'all get to the top of the sand dune first. Something that kind of stands out in this situation is that the stone archway isn't made of sandstone. It's made of like a natural like gray stone found from mountains. 
which is a little odd for in the middle of the desert. No etching, no symbols, no real other evidence of what this is. It's just, it definitely seems weird that whatever built this didn't make it from the desert itself. All right, I'm going to pull out one of my magical tinkering objects. Okay. Which is a little tube with a button on it. And when I click the button, it casts light inside the tube. So okay. I've got five feet of bright light and five feet of dim light. Okay. From it. Since the little area we go into is smaller and we're going to have to, like everyone's going to have to get down and crawl to get in. I'll, I'll go in first and just kind of look around. Okay. So yeah, as the three of you are looking at the gray stone, uh, Twizzlewix just walks straight up to the part where it's kind of like a small gap going in. And he just gets down on hands and knees and starts crawling into it. Well, let's see what we got in here. So it like goes into like a cave, like a room kind of thing? It or? seems like this place has been buried by the sand and recently like maybe the wind has uncovered it a little bit. Oh, I've never seen a building like this out in the desert. Twizzlewix, as you get inside, you look down from where you're at and it's very dark. And your 10 feet of light's really not giving you much. I don't know if you have anything outside of that. Uh, I've got just the regular gnome dark vision. With that, then, you actually don't even see the walls to the left or right or the ground below other than the sand you're on. You can see the ceiling only because you're close to it from this doorway, but the sand is going down a slope, so you really can't see much in here with that 60 foot of vision. I'll pop back out of the gap and I'll look at everyone and say, well, it goes way deeper under there. Under the ground, I mean. Whatever this building is, it seems like it's been buried. Could you see much? No. And I've got gnome vision, too. I can see up to 60 feet. And I've got this light. It lets me see in color for 10 feet. Well, I've just got normalized, so I can't do much in the dark, but I do have the flashlight on this mitt I was using. Oh, let me see that. And I'll open it and the light will come on. Yeah, you Spider-Man pop your wrist back and uh, a beam of light shoots from the palm of your hand. And then I also just have a regular torch, but I think that's the best I can offer right now. I'm just going to walk up to him as he has his hand like out in front of him with a light on the mining mitt lit up and just kind of like grab his hand. And Oh, very interesting. Where did you get this from? Who created it? I uh, found it in an, in an iridarium mine in Mithron with my companions. Iridarium? Yes, that's a very hot commodity. Oh, yeah, the, the iridarium. We, uh, yeah, we got rich off that pretty quick. But uh, I don't know. I've just always hung on to this mitt. I, I like uh, its capabilities. Well, it's a very, very cool mitt. Thank you. I think it'll come in handy down there because it's very, very dark. So Finch starts to crawl inside. Anyone else following at this point? Oh, we going in, Captain? Well, I don't think there's anything left for us out here. <laughs> I'll start crawling in. <laughs> I'll follow. Yeah, I'll follow. So uh, all five of you now standing at the top of this sand dune that's kind of bleeding into this chamber. Finch, you take your mini mining mitt and kind of shoot the beam across the room. And you gauge that the walls on the left and the right are roughly 75 to 100 feet away on both sides. And then the far wall is 200 feet away. And as you take the beam to the bottom of the slope of the sand, you see that it goes to a gray stone floor and then you find with your beam of light a statue in the center of the chamber you can see that it's on a pretty big stone platform the platform is only maybe like 10 feet high from the ground but the statue itself is another like 60 feet high it is a depiction of what looks to be a human man wearing cloth around his body and he holds a staff with a crescent moon at the top there's a carved inscription on the stone platform at the bottom as well assuming we're still all on uh, the sand and whatnot I'll uh, shine down. I'm like, oh, it looks like there's uh, some stable ground down there and a giant statue. And I'll start to make my way, and I will eventually go up to that inscription. Yeah, I'll follow behind him. I'll follow close behind. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you slide down the sand, and you reach the bottom of the chamber. You walk up to the statue and start to look at the encryption on the platform. What languages does everyone know? I know common, elvish, gnomish, and thieves can't. I know common, druidic, and goblin. Common and gnomish. I got common, deep speech, high speech, sylvan, and thieves can't. All right, so, Jardnar, you're up at the platform, and you're trying to read this encryption. Uh, 
Shadow and Twizzlewix and Habibi, it is completely foreign to you. But Chertnar, you're you're getting some wording out of it, but it's really still hard to to read. Like it just the letters don't make exact sense. It seems to be based off of maybe Druidic, or Druidic is based off of it, one or the other. But um Finch, you read it fine. It's Sylvan. Well, it's kind of Sylvan. It's like an ancient Sylvan, and it does seem to have some sort of mix of something else in it. But what you read from it is Alamara, the god of dreams. Al- Albert, goddess of sleep, I think it says, boss. A- actually, I can, I can read this one. It's uh, it's Sylvan. It's ancient. It doesn't quite all ring true, but uh, from what I can tell, it this says Alamara, uh, the god of dreams. <clears throat> I'll turn my back to Finch. <laughs> Whatever you say, Riddle Man. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I've never heard of, uh, what'd you say his name was? Almara? I've never heard of Amara. I don't think I have either. So you speak ancient languages. I know what I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just a, a regular bag of tricks over there. I was Master Scout of Asus at one point in time. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> uh, what's around the statue? So you start to walk around the statue, and there's no other encryptions or anything on it, and the statue itself has nothing really that kind of piques your interest. So as you all kind of just walk around the statue, and then Finch is kind of sh- shining his beam in areas, you all kind of catch a glimpse at this at the same time as Finch's beam hits it. But there is a large, 20-foot-tall, 20-foot-wide double stone vault door on the back wall. And it has a very uh, elaborate gold mechanism between the two doors that seem to keep it locked. And that's all we see in this room? Uh, Yes. Apart from the statue, of course. Well, give me investigation checks, I guess. 23. 23. 18. 18. 14. All right. So, Finch, you're kind of focused on the vault, and you're just kind of looking at it from a distance using your beam of light, because you don't have dark vision. It's kind of difficult for you. But the four of you all kind of spread out across the chamber and find that there are these five-foot-tall pedestals. There's six of them across the room in different areas that all have these gray stone cubes about two feet wide on each side, so two-foot cubic stone. And they have, like, gold decoration on each stone as well. And we'll say that they're in random places across the room on the walls. Um, do these appear to be part of the structure or are they just like items placed on pedestals? They're just items placed on pedestals. All right. So as I'm over at one of them, I'm going to reach up and try to pull myself up to the top of the uh, little altar that it's placed How tall on. How are you? Like three feet. Okay. So yeah, you could maybe jump and grab the, the top and then do a pull up up. So give me an athletics check. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you uh, you jump up and grab, and then you immediately slip off. Oh, hold on, I got you, boss. And I'm just going to go try to, like, stand under him. All right. Uh, give B an athletics check with advantage this time. Thanks, BB. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Uh, you get up to the to the top, and you bring your chin to the top, and your feet are just on Habibi's uh, shoulders, and you haven't pulled yourself completely off of him. Habibi is also, like, three feet tall, by the way. Together, we make an average-sized person. <laughs> Please buy a trench coat. <laughs> yes. In, in our travels before this, we can't get into it on the show, but we have done that. <laughs> Hold still, BB. I'm trying, boss. And as you get a closer look at this, Twizzlewix, give me an arcana check. 14. So you notice faintly there is a very shallow etching of an arcane rune on each side of the cube. Okay. I'm going to grab it. Uh, all right, so it's two feet cubic stone. Right. Uh, so it would technically be, I think, roughly 200 to 300 pounds. I'm, I'm still trying to grab it. <laughs> so you go and you reach at it and you hold on to it, but it doesn't even pull with your weight. What is this thing? There's some sort of magical writing on it. I need it. <laughs> I got you. And I'll walk over and pick it up. So Chernar, you walk over and you uh, you're pretty tall, right? I'm like seven and a half feet tall. Okay, so yeah, it's like at your head, basically, and you go and reach at it, and you can carry? I can lift 330 pounds. Okay, so yeah, you go and you lift. It's a struggle. I'm not going to say it's ease, but it's like 
max capacity of weightlifting and you pull it off of it and you kind of let it drop into your hands and you're holding it at your crotch. All right, set it down, set it down. Okay. I'll set it on the ground. All right. What is this thing? And I'll just start studying it. Okay. Finch, as you are doing something else while they notice these pedestals, give me another investigation check. 15. You had your beam on the vault and you kind of went around the vault door, but you didn't really go far enough. And eventually you do on the a little bit further, a couple more feet out from where you were looking with that beam of light. You find that there are these little square cubby holes up the sides of both sides of the vault. The first layer is about five feet from the ground. The next is 10 feet and the next is 15 feet. Hey, there's these weird like slots on the side of this vault door. I think uh, we might be missing the keys or something. Ooh, a puzzle. Will this fit? And I just motion at the cube on the ground. I'll like pan back and forth my beam of light. That actually looks exactly right. And then I'll maybe walk over to check it out with them. So you walk over and you look at the square cube with them. There's some sort of magical runes on here. Hey, did you did did y'all see the is, is there runes like this on the other ones? There's more. Yeah, there's pedestals all around. I'll start painting the room with my beam of light. Eventually, all five of you take notice that there are six cubbies and six stone cubes uh, across the room. Can I walk over to I, just the next nearest cube that's still on a pedestal? Sure. And I want to see if it has the same etchings on it. It does not. It's a different etching. This one's got different stuff on it, Captain. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we got to put them in front of the in the door, right? Yeah, I think we're going to need each one in each slot over there. All right, well, turn off, gather them up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just start going and, like, lugging all of them to the door. Look at them. Strong. So strong. <laughs> Does anybody know what these things mean? No. I don't either. I've never come across these specific rooms in my travels and research. Is anybody uh, skilled in magic, perhaps? No. I mean, I know a lot about magic, but I've already taken a look at them, and I've never seen these before. I will look at the vault door to see if uh, any of, if there's any runes on the door. Okay. The door itself, uh, you look around, no, there are no runes on it. There's just this, like, very elaborate gold lock. It's not like a, if you're picturing, like, a padlock or anything, it's not like that. It's just that there's a bunch of gold going through the stone in different weaving fashions. What about these holes? And I'm going to go stick my head in one of the cubbies. All right, give me an investigation check in the cubby. I also wanted to look at a cubby. Uh, you can also give me an investigation check then. Six. Eleven. Uh, with your eleven shadow, you notice that on the back wall of the cubby, there is also an etching. There seems to be an etching on the back of this cubby here. Perhaps the runes line up? Well, does that etching match any of these uh, stones here? I'll quickly uh, go over to each cube and inspect them. All right. It takes a minute with that 11 investigation check, but you do find one going back and forth that does match. Uh, we'll say that you're looking at maybe the bottom left cubby, and it is uh, matches uh, the one that's labeled number four. Oh, this one here. Uh, this is the etching that I saw. Uh, perhaps if we angle this one the same as the etching in the cubby, Perhaps that'll work if we do that with all of these. Mm. I'll just grunt and look at uh, Captain. It's worth a shot. Okay. I'll pick it up and put it in the cubby. As you take the stone cube and you slide it into the slot, the runes around it start to glow a white aura. And I need initiatives. <laughs> As this cubic stone locks into place, you all hear a weird ticking sound. You look at the vault door. The gold complex lock starts to move in various ways all around it. Behind you, a stone on the wall lifts up as a mummy walks out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! First up is Churdar. I'm gonna look, look at Captain. Uh, what should I do, Captain? And uh, delay my turn. And after Chertnar, we're on to Habibi. I will pull out my sword and my dagger and just start, like, slowly walking towards the mummy. Come on, man. Come on. We can we can talk about this. Understand, man. We're just, we're just looking for the treasure. Since he is now within 10 feet of me and I'm cowering and begging, my allies now gain uh, advantage on attacks against him. <laughs> Hell yeah. And at that point, I'll say, back up, Bibi. Okay. I'll take my turn now. 
All right. I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Shillelagh on my club, and then I'm going to dash up to the mummy. Uh, I will, however, use my reaction to do my Halo of Spores. What kind of damage is that? It's necrotic. Uh, so he takes a constitution save. Yep. DC 15 con. It's a nine. He fails and takes four points of necrotic damage. Weirdly, it seems like the spores have no effect on him. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who sent you? <laughs> so Finch, we come to you. All right. So with this sweet advantage I've got, I'm going to sharpshoot. All right. 26. 26 is a hit. 31 points, Dave. 31 points of damage. The arrow flies true and hits the mummy in the chest, but it seems like he was barely affected by it. What I normally do isn't working. Do it again. I'll take a second shot. It's 21. 21 is a hit. 24 damage. The arrow flies true, but seems to just not really connect with flesh. Uh-huh. Kind of grunt back at Chardonnay. What is this thing? <laughs> And after Finch, we are on to Captain Twizzlewix. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to run back behind uh, one of these cubes on the ground. Okay. And then I'm going to say, Oh, shit. My, my cannon. I left my cannon on the ship. So I'm going to use my bonus action to move it 15 foot off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the entrance of this cave. <laughs> And then I'm going to use my uh, action to pull out my Eldritch Cannon and I'll drop in uh, one of those glowing orange canisters and fire off a firebolt. All right. 23. 23 is a hit for 12 points of fire damage. This attack seems to do a lot of damage as the entire body lights up in flames as you hit it with your firebolt, taking double damage. Aha! Got him! And he's looking weak. But we move on to Shadow's turn. Is the mummy still on fire? Yes, he's still on fire. Is this like traditionally wrapped mummy with cloth? Yeah. Okay. I would like to pull out my rapier and just try to catch it in the bindings. Okay. Without like hurting myself because I'm assuming it's still on fire. So I would just like to like catch it at a spot and then rip it and just like kind of like run around it in circles to like unbind it. All right. Uh, give me a attack still. Uh, 20. 20 is a hit. So I'll need damage as well. Uh, 18. 18 is enough damage as you take your rapier and jab it into the side of it and you start taking the bandages and going around it. You realize that the bandages really weren't enough as he starts to fall from the poke itself. And as you undo the bandages, you notice that he's got just a fleshy body underneath. It's just a very rotted old body. And as it falls, it falls and takes up three squares uh, as it was actually about 10 feet tall. I forgot to mention that part, I think. <laughs> Seems important. Minor detail. Minor yeah, detail. Still sure. only takes up a five square radius, but it uh, is a very lanky, tall mummy. As the round comes to an end, you notice that the lock on the vault kind of halts and stops as another mummy pops out from a door across the room. The lock does not appear to be unlocking anymore. All right, guys, we got a problem here. This door is not working anymore. I think we need to put another stone in it, quick. Yes, perhaps we need to put all of these cubes in the cubbies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't lift them. Well, I can get some of them in, but I'll just gaze up at the, <laughs> the 15-foot ones. <laughs> yeah, those are going to be tricky. I got it. We go to the top of the round with Chardonnay. All right, so I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Misty Step. Okay. And I will move 30 feet in the direction of the the big stones. And when I reappear uh, right next to Finch, uh, and you get a a very strong whiff of BO. (sighs) Which one goes where? And then I'll just, like, take the rest of my movement to be, like, center mass of the stones. And is there a way for me to, like, ready an action, like, once I know... I, I want one of them to tell me where to put a stone. So can I ready, like, and prepare to, like, pick one up? I I'll guess. allow that. I'll allow you to ready. You have, like, 15 feet of movement left. Mm-hmm. And because you're a bugbear, I'll also say that, like, 
you won't be hindered by the movement of carrying this thing. So I'll let you use that last 15 feet of movement strictly to move a stone into a slot. Yeah, so I'm just going to wait for one of them to tell me where to go. Okay. And after Chertnar, we are on to Habibi. Because he's going to see that there's a, a mummy just coming straight for him, and he's just going to book it to get in between uh, Twizzlewicks and the, and the mummy. I'm just going to position myself there and in my turn. All right, and after Habibi, we're on to Finch. All right, well, yeah, I'm going to shoot him because that's what I do. Okay, yeah, uh, I actually forgot that you have a magical bow, so there wasn't resistance to your arrows before. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I guess I'll sharpshoot again because it's, you know, they're just mummies, right? Right, just 10-foot mummies. 18? 18 hits. 32 damage. 32 magical arrow piercing damage as the arrow flies true across the room and it hits even the shoulder. The mummy doesn't fall, but he looks really worse for wear coming out of this little tomb chamber. I'll go ahead and take my second shot at him. All right. Also a sharpshooter? I think I'll just go for the regular one because I, I can tell he's hopefully just about to go down. That's a lot. That's a hit. 14 damage. 14 damage? Ooh. So close to death. Dang. But not enough. The mummy continues his limping walk towards Habibi, and we move on to Twizzlewicks. All right, so we cut back outside to Petey the Parrot, just kind of looking around as my Eldritch Cannon slowly walks <laughs> off the ship <laughs> as I use my bonus action to summon it towards me. I'm going to run to the cubby. Okay, the here. lower one, the yeah. five-foot one. So I'm guessing it's somewhere within 20 feet of me. Okay. Right here. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere on there. All right, so I'm going to run over there. Oh, it's five feet up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to use my action to try to jump up and grab a hold of the ledge and lift myself up to see if I can see what marking is on the inside. All right, give me an athletic check. It's an 11. You pull yourself up and you get your chin up on the on the ledge of it. You can't hold yourself there long, so give me an investigation check with disadvantage. Christmas. Uh You fall to the ground, got no glimpse of the dusty rune on the back wall of the cubby. Ah, which one is it? I couldn't see! I'm too short! As I'm laying there in the dirt, I'm just gonna roll over and grab my Elder's Cannon and pop off a Firebolt. Alright. It's uh, 18. Alright, uh, that's a hit. 11. And it is vulnerable to fire, so it takes 22 damage, killing it. Got him! Uh, the mummy falls over to the ground, and we move on to Shadow's turn. I'll go ahead and use my feline agility, but the bonus action that I would like to use is my eye for detail as a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object or to make an investigation check to uncover or decipher clues. So basically, I just like to quickly investigate um, the runes and try to like... Uh, Give me an investigation check with advantage. Uh, 16. 16 is a success. So you put yourself in between three cubes with your feline agility and your movement dash. You catch that one of these three cubes should go in the bottom right slot of the cubbies. And then another one, you kind of run and jump to the 10 foot real quick with your feline agility and you poke inside and see that that one is for another one of those cubes. And then to the top left with a huge leap from your feline agility, you see that the top left is also one of these three cubes. Chardnarth, this one goes in that cube, this one over here goes in that cube, and this one here. And I'll just start pushing, like the ones that are lower in the vault door, I'll start like pushing those towards them so that he knows which goes where. Uh, Yeah, we'll say that you're pushing one towards the bottom right, and the other two should go in the upper slots. Uh, I'll take my ready action now, I guess. Okay, yeah. So the second slot. The 10 foot tall one? Yes. Could I reach that? With your seven foot tall stature and your lift, I would say that you could finger press it into the slot from the ground on that 10 foot high one. Okay. I'll use my ready action to take the cube that Shadow pointed out as like the second, the one 10 feet high. Okay. And uh, start moving towards that. Cubby. You run over and grab the cube and slide it into the cube slot. Give me an athletics check. <laughs> Critical miss. <laughs> so yeah, you start to push it into the slot and you lose grip and it starts to fall and it falls on your head. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Goodbye, Trudner. 
Sundar! The person that Chernar was, at least. <laughs> <laughs> now he talks eloquently. Yeah, he's super right. smart. Hello, oh, what, I'm what, what has happened? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you take 19 bludgeoning damage. Ouch. Dang. As this 200 plus pound stone lands on your head. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Nards, are you all right? No. As that round ends, uh, another chamber opens up, the lock still not moved, and a mummy starts to walk out from the wall. This one's further back. It's uh, roughly 90 feet away, and it is Cherdnar's turn. Uh, I'm going to get up and try again. All right, give me an athletic check. Nine. Uh, this time it doesn't fall on your head. It just kind of, you dodge out of the way, learning your lesson, but you get it into the slot and then it falls out. You jump back real quick. We'll say that was maybe your movement. Chernar's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to do anything on your action bonus action? You can do the same thing if you'd like. Yeah, I'm just going to try it again. <laughs> Give me an athletic. But not too tired. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> 11. What is your athletic? Plus three. I told you Chernar's a weak. He just puts on a front. <laughs> we have all of us oh, convinced. Nice. <laughs> so with the 11, I'll say that you, because you can lift 300 pounds, you get it up into the slot and you start to push it in and it glows as you activate it. And the lock starts to move again. <laughs> and then I sit down. <laughs> and we move on to Habibi. Wait, guys, wait, guys, wait. What if we just do the ones in the top first and we use the ones we haven't used to stack them up and we can climb on those and use it? Does anyone follow what I'm saying? Wow, BB, that's a great idea. Thanks, boss. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do on my turn. All right, you don't want to do any movement? Nah. All right. That moment's going to have to come to us, man. I'm not dashing all the way over there. <laughs> and after Habibi, we are on to Finch. I, I, I like that idea, BB. And I'm just going to start pushing stones over to get them to where uh, to the left side because Shadow has gone up there and seen which one needs to go there. So if we get the other stones there, if there's three, we can at least have a step up, right? Okay. Give me an athletics check. Critmas. You start to push the stone, and it takes up all of your turn trying to push just the 15 feet you get. I maybe shouldn't be the person doing this. After Finch, you're on the Twizzlewitz. All right, so uh, my Elders Cannon moves another 15 feet. <laughs> I'm keeping track of it, by the way. It'll eventually hit the slope and then just roll down. Yeah, at some point, Dave's just going to, like, take a piece and just put it at the top of the slope. Like, there it is. It's coming. Well, I'm useless as far as it goes trying to move these 200-pound rocks, so... I mean, you can help somebody push. Nah, Captain Twizzlewix doesn't do your manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to run up beside Shadow and pull out his Elders Cannon and fire off a shot at uh, the mummy. All right, give me the attack. 16. 16 is a hit. Eight points of fire damage. That turns into 16 as the mummy erupts into flames. And I'll say, I'll hold him off. You'll focus on the cubes. The, the what? <laughs> <laughs> the cube. <laughs> the cube. And after Twizzlewix, we're on to Shadow. I'll turn around and help Finch push the stone. Okay, so while Finch is pushing it, uh, give me advantage roll on athletics to push it into place. 19. 19 is a success. So you push the stone that you know should not be going up there into place. After Shadow, we are at the end of the round. The mummy that has that was already out starts to lumber its way towards you and across the room another vault door opens up and another mummy walks out and the lock stops as another stone has not been put in place and we are on to Cherdnar. You guys are going to see Cherdnar at the end of his last turn he fell sitting down to the ground so uh, you're going to see him say Cherdnar <laughs> and uh, his uh, face is going to start elongating, and wings are going to sprout out of his back. <laughs> and I'm going to cast wild. I'm going to use wild shape <laughs> to turn into a giant bat. <laughs> so now I am a large beast, a giant bat, and I looked up how much a giant bat could carry, and it's roughly 360 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it is. Of course well, it is. <laughs> so I'm gonna... <laughs> Fuck the whole solution of this puzzle. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up cube number three and fly it up to the to the top uh, slot. 
Uh, give me a strength check. And some bat noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is your weakness, though. But it's not a bat's weakness. That's a crit. Nice. <laughs> so you grab a hold of this cube, and you fly up, and you just lift it horizontally in front of you as you flutter your wings <laughs> and just slide it into place perfectly. <laughs> she hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> And the lock starts to move again as the arcane rune lights up on cube number three. And is there anything else you can do on your turn, Chertar? I guess I'll just, I mean, I have a fly speed of 60, so I'll just <laughs> move to the next uh, stone and get ready to put it up top. Do you remember after being hit on the head, which I goes where? Don't remember, no. So I'm just going to hover over those two. I also can't talk, so <laughs> all you could say is Chertar. <laughs> Chertar, you've turned into a Pokemon. <laughs> He's evolved! <laughs> no, it turns out we don't know what his actual name is. He just says that when he turns in, it's what we call him. And after Chernar, we're on to Habibi. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn around and face the most recent mummy that came out. Okay. And just be like, you're going to have to get through me if you want to get to the boss again. They're going to have to come to us because <laughs> they're always like a world away. <laughs> All right. And after Habibi, we are on to Finch. Okay. I think seeing this uh, evolved Cherdnar and uh, what's going on, he's just hovering. Maybe I'll run over to the uh, the lowest one on the right to see which one needs to go in there. And then I'll point it out. Okay. Give me a investigation check. Three. All right, you run over to the cubby and you start to like look inside, but your your low light, no dark vision self, you can't really figure it out. So you start to bring in the mini mining net and then it just kind of brights you brights up too much and it blinds you for a brief moment. You just can't figure it out. I can't see anything. Damn it! After Finch, we're on the Twizzlewigs. All right. So my cannon moves fifteen more feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on the opposite side of the two stones that I are, I guess, behind me so that the stones are now in between me and the mummies. Okay. And I'm going to, uh, the one that I shot at before, is he on fire? Yeah, he's still on fire. Okay. So I'm going to turn and shoot the other one. All right. Pop in one of my orange canisters and take a firebolt shot. 17. 17's a hit. 9, so 18 points of fire damage. All right. And then give me a d6 of burning damage on the one that you had already lit up. Four. Next up, we are on to Shadow. Shadow will go over to the remaining cubes. And does she remember which ones go where? Yeah, you remember the one that you that you had already figured out. The other two, you don't know. But you know that cube number two goes in the bottom slot. And is that where Finch is? Yeah. Okay. I will dart over to that cube and uh, start pushing it towards Finch. Okay. So you and Finch are now on opposite sides of this cube with the wall to your sides. I'll give you a chance to lift it up into place if you want. It'll be with advantage with Finch. Sure. 12. All right. Uh, with Finch's help, the two of you get it into the like, slot and you start to slowly push it in. It's a lot of work for both of you, but you do eventually get it in there and it'll take up your whole turn to do that but the lock starts to move even faster now that it's still it's got two stones that it's actively trying to catch up to. And after Shadow, we are on to the end of the round. Another mummy comes out of a vault on the wall door, and then the other two move towards your group. One is now only 20 feet from the flying giant bat, but we move on to Cherdinar. I guess I'm going to I'm going to fly over to the the stone the cube that they uh, we're going to use as like a booster over there. Okay. And just like drag it over to the other side and just like flap in Finch and Shadow's faces. I'll, I'll like hold it up like to them, like at their height. So like five feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Finch and Shadow, you see Chernar in giant bat form holding a stone in front of you. <laughs> and that's my turn. And after Chernar, we're on to Habibi. Habibi assumes that maybe uh, Captain's got the one closest, so I'm just gonna move toward the the, the one. Okay. I guess I can't say the latest one because there's another one. The second latest one, the the penultimate uh, uh, mummy, and uh, uh, wait. Okay. I'm gonna end my turn here. Okay, do you wanna ready an attack for if he gets in range? I would rather ready that dagger attack. Okay. 
Habibi, you ready your action, your attack, and we move on to Finch. I think uh, since I've got this block flying in my face, I'm going to try and look at what rune is on there, and then I'm going to try and jump up to the second cubby hole and take a peek inside and see if it matches. All right, so I'll need an athletics check to get that 10 feet up. 15. All right, so you run at the wall, and you kind of wall jump, wall climb up a little bit, and you jump and pull, and you do get yourself into the, your face into the cubby. Give me an investigation check now to determine the rune. 14. This is not the one that he is carrying. Okay. Uh, I'll turn to the flying bat and say, that one goes up top. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After Finch, we're on to Twizzlewicks. All right. So my Eldritch Cannon, who's another 15 feet? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and I will take a shot at the one that is closest to us. All right. And that'll be a 26. 26 is a hit. It's uh, going to be a 20. Uh, not doubled. Not doubled. 40 doubled. Okay. So this firebolt kills the mummy. He drops to the ground, prone and on fire. Is there anything else you'll be doing on your turn? No, but can I roll fire damage yep. for that other guy? Uh, yeah, at the end of your turn, you roll for the burn. Uh, two. So, so double to four. And after Twizzlewix, we'll be moving on to Shadow. After hearing Finch tell Churdnar where the one goes, I'll uh, go behind the captain and start pushing the other cube to where it goes. Okay. I'll look at Finch uh, once I get the cube uh, next to him and say, okay, once uh, Churdnar comes back, let's lift this and hand it over to him. Sure. All right. And after Shadow, we're at the end of the round. The mummy that you were close to, Habibi, moves into your range. I would like to attack him with my dagger. All right. So I'm just going to start ripping at at some toilet paper, apparently. <laughs> so first one's going to be the dagger. It's a 17. 17. And he's going to come, come with the short sword. It's an 18. That's also a hit. And then with the short sword, I want to expend one of my superiority points to do a, a trip attack or attempt a trip attack. Okay. Must make a strength saving throw, DC 15. On a failure, you knock it prone. 14. Ooh, he fails. All right, so he goes prone. Okay, and then I'm going to use an unarmed strike to just stomp on him with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> 19. 19 is a hit. All right, so I'm rolling damage for all of that. Hold on. <laughs> 20, and he on the ground. You swing wildly at him and stomp on his face as he hits the ground. This is for the boss! <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to be taken to the hits all right. You don't, you don't seem to be doing such lethal damage as you were hoping, but he then stands up. <laughs> Because it's still his turn. And then he attacks you for a 16. Ooh, defender wins. All right. Uh, so you defend the attack. So will we call that a miss, though? Yeah, it's a miss. He misses. I can use my reaction to expend another superiority die. That would be all of them at that point. To make a melee attack against him. <laughs> Why not? All right. Okay. Huh, you missed me. I'm going to use the uh, short sword as a crit miss. All right. He uh, dodges that one, but he does have a multi-attack, so he comes in with his second attack. Oh, no. Uh, this one is for a 17. That is a hit. For nine bludgeoning damage. Oof. Plus eight necrotic damage. Okay. I need a constitution saving throw from you. That's a uh, 13. 13 is a success. Mm -hmm. Really didn't know what was about to happen. Not good. Wasn't good. <laughs> And after the mummies make their movement and their attacks, we move on to the top of the round with Churdnar. All right, I'm gonna listen to Finch and fly this stone that I'm carrying up to the top slot. All right, so uh, give me a athletics check. That is a 18. All right, so you slide it into the slot and the lock starts moving or starts spinning a lot faster. And I'll give you some more this turn. Maybe you can get it done. Yeah, um, I'm going to fly down to the last one. All right. Jr. And they are actually helping you lift it as they see you coming. Uh, so I was going to say that you're going to have disadvantage for trying to do a second slot, but because they're helping, I'm just going to just nullify that disadvantage. All right. So give me another athletics check. 18. 18. All right. So you slide it in, and the gold lock completes its cycle, and the mummies fall over.
With the vault door completely unlocked, the stone doors slide to the left and right, and you look down this very wide, very tall hallway made for giants. It's roughly 20 feet tall and 15 feet wide, and it goes deep into another chamber. And as it completely settles, the dust and the sand all kind of settle around you, you hear... As the Eldritch Cannon appears from behind you at the top of the sand dune... Well, it's about time you got here! Get down here! I imagine it's just like end over end, almost like a slinky making its way. And here you can take a short rest if you'd like. Uh, yeah, you, you guys see uh, Churdnar fly to the ground and transform back into Churdnar. And uh, Churdnar's going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to walk over to the sand pile and like crawl in it. <laughs> like across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess we're taking a break here. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? So what do y'all think this place is? Looks like it's built for giants or something. Just imagine how big the treasure's gonna be. Ooh, wow. he's got a point. Well, everything is built for giants. I'm short. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, you know, I, I told you about that arcane tablet that I found in the Stone Ring Forest, you know, the one that was uh, through a portal I had to travel through. Well, on my way through the Forlarian Desert, I, I came across these uh, these giant dining sets, you know, four giants. They're fascinating. Actually, I kept these because the craftsmanship is just un- unbelievable. And I'll pull out my daggers and they're actually just, uh, they look like, uh, what are they called? Like carving knives, like the two prong. Well, like a carving, like a carving fork and a carving knife? Yeah. <laughs> um, those are two of my daggers. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the craftsmanship is just amazing. Actually, the, the ironwood trees uh, used to grow in my homeland. They're they're very scarce now, but, um, you know, it's not it's not real iron. It's just, that's what it's called. But, the you know, it's really, really dense. I mean, they look like glass. It's so beautiful. And I'll just kind of, like, stare at my forks <laughs> <laughs> and just start to softly purr. Mm. <laughs> oh, but the giant stuff is indeed giant. I, I sold the rest of the dining set to one of my merchants. Um, he used it as a serving platter for his family. He, so I, I imagine that their treasure is indeed very large. And you make a pretty penny off of that set, didn't you? Oh, yes. The giants, you know, are basically legend. Uh, these Ancient runes have been buried for millennia. Much older than I. I've never seen a giant. You've seen a giant, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe scratch that, huh? You've never seen these giants. No, never. You've never seen a giant use a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Only turn into lava and kill. <laughs> so basically, the point is, we're going to be rolling in the dough. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! Assuming that we have the capabilities of hauling this large treasure. We got a Chudnar. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear me snoring from deep in the sand. <laughs> we doing this or what? <laughs> you see me rushing the sand off of me. And you gather over towards the vault door that's open and start to walk in. As you walk down this very wide, very tall corridor, and you see the chamber in the distance, a smell starts to come about. It smells like Cherdnar, actually, but it's just taking over everything. And Finch, you even smell it from like your, your satchels on your side as you open up and you see your rations have completely spoiled. My food's gone bad out of nowhere. It's fine to me. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll look at my rations too. Yeah, everyone that looks at their rations uh, completely spoils. And even you take your canteen and open it up, and just a mist evaporates from it. And your your canteen is completely empty now. Sure, no, what did you do? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, you can have my rations. Thanks. I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> wait, wait. What happened here? It's my water. 
And then, like, you're getting closer to the end of the corridor. You're starting to get just, like, a vinegary smell. And it's really potent. It's really strong. And it's not comfortable to be in. But then you step into the chamber. And this chamber is roughly 50 feet wide, 50 feet deep, and 50 feet tall. Just square cube chamber. And across on the other side is a sarcophagus. A 20-foot tall sarcophagus. And it's up vertically on the wall. And as all of you find a moment of silence, holding your breath from the stench, the sarcophagus begins to open. Out from the sarcophagus comes an armored mummy, 20 feet tall. Give me initiatives. Up first is Finch with the mummy 50 feet away from you. We're going to do sharpshooter on this first one, see what happens. 28. 28 is a hit. 24 damage. 24 magical piercing damage. And then, you know, we're just going to go ahead and shoot the second one, too. 27, Dave. 27 is a hit. 20 damage. 20 damage. All right. Two arrows fly from your bow and strike true with the mummy. The mummy seems to react to them pretty roughly, but it doesn't appear to drop the mummy. And after Finch, we move on to Churdnar. Uh, Churdnar is going to um, say, let's go, bitch. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to cast Conjure Animals. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. How many animals do you conjure? It depends on their CR rating. I want to conjure. Can I conjure sand dunglers and just make them uh, the stat block of giant spiders? Sure. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, So I get two sand dunglers just come crawling out of the sand stone. Where at? Wherever I want within 60 feet. So just throw them. I'm just going to do it randomly. (laughs) Let's go, dunglers. (laughs) What do they do on this turn? I don't know. I should probably should have read this. (laughs) (laughs) They obey any verbal commands that I issue to them. Uh, if I don't issue commands to them, they defend themselves, but take no actions. So they have a speed of 30 feet. Uh, I'm going to say, get them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Can they flank? Flank them, bros. Fucking <laughs> 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 bite that bitch. <laughs> I say. <laughs> so vulgar, this shark man. Uh, the first one is an 11. The second one is a 19. So I feel like he's like a mix of Sling Blade and Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> the 19 hits, the 11 does not. All right. So that's going to be 1d8 plus 3, uh, 9 piercing damage. And the target must make a DC 11 con save. Uh, is this magical piercing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is it a DC what? Con save? Mm-hmm. It's a 12. He succeeds and takes half damage for a poison for 15. He takes no poison damage. Damn it. <laughs> mm. Oh, we were cool, Dunglers. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will... Uh, since we still have life force, I'll use my bonus action to Shillelagh, and then I'll move forward 30 feet. All right. And that's my turn. And after Churdnar, we are on to Twizzlewicks. Oh, no, we got Sand Douglas, too. They're cool, boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to move behind my Eldritch Cannon, and I'm going to pull out a, uh, a violet-colored canister and drop it in my hand cannon and uh, launch it at the group. The mummy and the sand dunglers. <laughs> and as it uh, as it hits, it explodes in a violet light, highlighting all three of them with right. fairy fire. Do they do a save or anything? Dex save there. All right, so roll dex for your sand dunglers. <laughs> no, my dungler. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> The mummy got a 17 on the save. Oh, he succeeds. Uh, one spider fails. And then with my bonus action, my Eldritch Cannon will fire a 
force ballista at the uh, mummy. All right. It's a 19 plus something. That hits. And then it will do five points of force damage, and it will push the target creature up to five feet away. Uh, it's against the wall right now, so oh, okay. it won't be pushed. Uh, so five force damage, you said? Yep. All right. And after Twizzlewicks, we move on to the mummy, who turns to the fairy fire sand dungler <laughs> and attacks for a 21. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. And then a critical. That's a miss. <laughs> 30 damage. No! <laughs> He's dead. Okay, so then he doesn't need to make a con save. Then he turns to the other with his multi-attack for a 28. That's a hit. 39 damage. He's dead. <laughs> The other sand dungler dies. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> He's disappointed in the dunglers. Yeah, like, I'm not yelling at the mummy. Like he didn't just just birth them into a horrible situation. <laughs> they dealt with with the best of their ability. The mummy moves forward on its turn after taking the attacks and attacks you, uh, Churdnar, with one of its legendary actions. And that'll be a 20. That's a hit. With its rotting fist. 14 bludgeoning damage, plus 15 necrotic damage, and then I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. I've heard that it's really important to succeed the saving throw. 20. Uh, that is a success. And Finch, I need you to give me a perception check. 30. So in this dark room, still lighting the area with your mini mining mitt, and doing what you can to see. Uh, you spot the mummy running for Churdnar and attacking, and as it leaves its sarcophagus, in the back of the sarcophagus on the wall is a little shelf, and on that shelf is the red orb. And after the mummy, we move on to Habibi. Uh, Habibi is going to move up 30 feet towards the mummy and just start breaking down. Like he, gets his, <laughs> <laughs> he gets on his knees and he's just like, please, no, no, don't do don't, don't hit him again. Don't hit him again. Don't hit him again. And uh, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I really wish Dorothy had this. But uh, now, because of my shame, uh, all of you have advantage on attacks against this enemy. All right. After Habibi, we're on to Shadow. Um, so you said this was an armored mummy? Yes. Are there, is it completely armored or are, is the bindings visible? Uh, the bindings are still visible in okay. some places. What's its head situation? It's got a helmet on. Okay. I would like to use my... Uh, bonus action to dash forward and flank the mummy and as I'm getting behind it I would like to use my feline agility to climb 20 feet onto him mm -hmm. nice and um, I would like to use both of my daggers to yes sink my two daggers into the wrappings on his neck and once I get like a, a sliver out I don't know if I can do this all in one turn, but I would just like to just swing around. <laughs> all right. I definitely don't think we're going to be able to do this all in one turn. That's the goal. So we'll start with a grapple v. grapple to climb on top of him. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that is a, a nine. That's actually okay because he got an eight. Oh, wow. Rolled a four, and he's got a plus four. So. A nine or a crit miss. <laughs> All right, so you climb to the top. Now give me the attacks with the daggers. Okay, so that is a 26 and a 12. All right, uh, the 26 is a hit. Or 11, sorry. The 26 is a hit. The 11 is a miss. What, eight plus seven, fifth, 15? 15. All right, so you take your daggers, and you stab them into his neck, and... You get a good hold of him with your daggers into his neck, and doesn't seem to react much to your daggers as they are non-magical attacks. And after uh, Shadow, we are at the top of the round with Finch. 
Ooh, what you gonna do? I'm gonna like see it. Okay. And I'm gonna go almost like white and like stone, and I'm just like, and I'm gonna start running. And uh, I will shoot as I'm running. And then once I take my two shots, I'm then going to dash to get as far over there as I can. All right. So uh, go ahead and give me the attacks for, with this tandem movement. All right. And I get the advantage, right? So I'm going to sharpshoot. 15. That's a miss. All right. Well, let's see what the second one does. You are on the run. 25. 25 is a hit. So go ahead and give me the damage. 38. All right. So you run, you release this arrow, and you keep running. Go for this orb. Is that what I'm assuming is happening? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you run across the room. You shoot an arrow. It flies wide. You see shadow up on the top of it, and you're just running by this like mess of a situation where shadow's up on top, trying to take hold of its linens. Churdnar's next to him with a magical club that's getting ready to swing. Habibi's down on his knees, begging him <laughs> to stop attacking. <laughs> And you see behind you that Captain Twizzlewix has all these magical barrels of guns pointed in his direction. And you just keep running. And you go towards the sarcophagus and you grab the orb. The four of you see the mummy fall to the ground dead as Fitch did one HP over. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Does Shadow also fall and break her neck? <laughs> <laughs> and all you see is Fitch run for the treasure and disappear with it. I knew we couldn't trust him. <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me! Well, shit! He was one of the good ones. Jernar wants more dunglers, and I'm gonna cast Conjure Animals again. <laughs> and have him just start fucking two-stepping with me. <laughs> Dance out this anger. <laughs> this is how I relieve stress. <laughs> That uh, that one time when I, you know, was going to the what was it the Shadow Ridge, the Stone Ridge, Stone Ridge Forest, yep, Stone Ring Forest, Stone Ring. Uh, you know, I told you earlier I was traveling. (laughs) (laughs) That thing I did that one time, whatever. You know, you know, (laughs) you've heard the tales. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so roll, roll again for your I advantage. Oh, okay, well then I don't know. What am I, so this is for the crit thing, I guess? You get advantage and you get an automatic crit. I need crit to write all of this down one day. It's, you wrote it down right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say all that, though. It says advantage on attack. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs>